This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, 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 our positivity is going to be well and truly put to the test here. There was no rewrite needed at the Riverside on Tuesday night, sealed by the 70th minute, ready to hit publish. But firstly, how are you? Have you rehearsed that line? There was no rewrite needed no. at the Riverside. No, there was no, re- there was no rewrite. Was there, but the Riverside yeah. just it really fits in nicely. The Riverside at times. Well, I suppose it just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Um, indeed, yes. It's a very testing night on Teesside. There's one for you. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, an utterly appalling display from start to finish, really. Um, so End of yeah, podcast. Like you said. Yeah. Uh, and that's that for this week. <laughs> Preston North End Weekly. Join us next week where we try and <laughs> uplift people after QPR. But, Yeah. Not a good night for anyone concerned with the football club yesterday evening. Um, terrible, to be honest. How was your fish? Well, to make matters oh, no. worse. Oh, no. We didn't find one after the game. We risked it without doing our due diligence, which is never ideal. You've always got to do your research prior to uh, getting your fish. And there wasn't a fish bar local. And we were planning on getting one in Stockton on Tees while we were dropping off one of the lads who lives there. Um, you went through Yorkshire, didn't you? Yeah, we went on like a, a real wild goose chase. Quite nice, really. I was just a little bit apprehensive that we could be apprehended on the moors by mm. some seedy folks. It wouldn't be the first time that some rotten things have happened on the moors. But... Um, Luckily, we managed to make it home in one piece, which um, which can't really be said for North End. How long did it take you then, the drive? Because it was like showing up about three hours going through Leeds to me. Well, so we went through like Ripon and Earby, a little bit like Snake Pass. It wasn't Snake Pass, but it was dark and yeah. plenty of nature around. So um, I was over quarter past 12, so it weren't too bad. Two hours um, once we dropped... Tom off in Stockton, so it weren't too bad at all. 
our journey there was tremendous. We um, we went to Skelton Lakes Services, which is just on the outskirts of Leeds. It's one of those extra services. And as people know who listen often to these podcasts, I'm a service station fanatic. And I've never been to Skelton Lake, but it, it's straight into the top five. In what service station have you ever come across that has a Nando's, McDonald's and KFC all next to each other? I mean, the easiest job in the world is surely to work in Upper Crust or Leon at this service <laughs> station because there's no chance you'd ever frequent those. Um, <laughs> they must literally do absolutely nothing. Um, and it, it had Sky Sports News on. It had the snooker on, obviously, the UK Championships is going on currently. It was just a fabulous experience, a little bit like Norton Keynes in the fact that you could literally go to this service station just for the day and sort of enjoy for a weekend. the day. And people, well, weekend's taking the piss a touch, but you're going for the day, you know, <laughs> your people watching, um, and you could eat literally wherever you wanted. Yeah, really good. And obviously, I, I didn't see a lake, but but. By the way it's named, you'd imagine that there's some sort of water that you might be able to have a little wander around. So all in all, a very, very pleasing trip to Skelton Lake. And that was about as good as my Tuesday got. Hmm. I've never heard of it. I will have to visit. Nando's is unheard of in a service yeah, station. I've never seen it's, that. It's, um, it's a real treat, isn't it? Didn't actually go to Nando's, but no. it was just nice to have it there, have the option. You rarely get the option for a Nando's. But yeah, it was good. Really good. And also, there was a little bit of turf on the roof, which I like. I like, like, turf. I like, especially like a... <laughs> what the frigging hell are you on about? Well, if you Google, if you Google the roof of this service station, it's got like, like turf on it. Absolutely tremendous. Oh, like, um, like fake garden grass. Yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. It's, it's not like Gloucester, which is like one of the great roofs at service wow, station. Wow, yeah. That's true. Oh. I went That's to T-Bay on the way home today. Oh, T-Bay. Get. What did you get? Did you get a Scotch egg or something along those lines? No, I should have done. It's quite. It's still quite early, so I just got a coffee and a croissant. But the it's quality never, is just astounding. It's never, ever too early for a Scotch egg. Ever. No. A plain croissant, or was it a pan au chocolat? There was only plain. But I, I love a plain croissant. As you know, I love like a plain naan, I like a plain croissant. Yeah, I think very plain individual, aren't you? Plain's harsh on these things. There's good good flavour. Mm. So what it did you have on the way home? Then? Uh, on the way home, we didn't stop. We just so we just uh, we just came straight home. So you must have been ravenous. I, well, I weren't so bad because I uh, went to town on the KFC at Skelton Lake. Um, All right, I I got the supercharger. Wicked Zinger box meal, two flaming snack wraps, um, and I, I did add the two hot wings on top, medium gravy as my side, and a large seven up free. So that was my KFC order. So it, it's fair to say it kept me on, kept me going, filled a hole. Yeah. The, also the in mate. the morning. Sorry. Go on. It, Yesterday morning, it was my granddad's, well, all day it was his birthday, but in the morning we went out for breakfast uh, near where you once resided, actually, um, in Brig. Um, it was called... Valley Coffee. Valley Coffee, yeah. My dad had done some um, had done some 
conduct research into this place. It's got a 4.8 star on TripAdvisor, which is unheard of, really. Like, this must be a classic establishment. And it didn't disappoint. Very, very decent. One slight negative, no black pudding and also no spam. But you can't mark down these sort of these sort of places for not having spam because spam's like massively out of um, fashion currently, isn't it? It's not in at the moment. Spam isn't in, which is a shame because I do quite enjoy spam on toast, a little bit of brown sauce. I think it's absolutely vile spam. Did you request it or were you expecting it to be part of the breakfast? I wasn't expecting spam to be on, but any no, good breakfast pudding. you can expect, you can reasonably expect black pudding. Uh, Ali coffee's was. really risen over the years. It used to be, used to be able to get a seat in there easily, but it's packed yeah. to the rafters every day of the week yeah. now. And you could, I suppose, eleven pound odd for a breakfast. Yeah, prices have hiked. Yeah, but to its credit, the quality's there, and I suppose that's all you can ask for, really. Absolutely. It's one of these trendy establishments in it that's currently in. Like, like Bruin Bay. Yeah, yeah, a little bit like that. You can work there. Mm-hmm. And Young professionals. There. I could imagine you working in there, like concocting a real long readable North Head piece. Yeah, like a splash that's going to be splattered all over the front of the paper. But you'll ever get mm-hmm. on the front page of the Lancashire Post press a North Ham writer or not. If there's a sacking. Or something, or a death, or something maybe along those lines, yeah. or a promotion on a positive note. I think you, I think you can forget that. Which for brings time us thing. on to Tuesday's defeat at Middlesbrough. <laughs> Nicely done. What two complete pillocks talk, talked about sixth spot a few days ago? Wow. Well, I didn't. Don't pluralize the word pillocks. It was you who was losing yourself. I didn't. I just. It was more of a general point about sixth spot being open. Obviously, that's what I was on about. Four changes, Brady, Evans, Brown, Holmes out. I mean, you didn't want to see the team come in and Alan Brown not be in it. And then Dwayne Holmes isn't in it. And then Brad Potts has a terrible evening. And they've been our best three players for me this season. And you've kind of saw the importance of them. But even if one of those was on the pitch, I don't think it would have made a hell of a difference. Because, I mean, it was just one of those evenings where they look completely uncoached. Just absolutely awful. Like it's horrible when that version comes out, isn't it? Really, potentially recency bias, but I can't remember too often that North End have played that badly in the first half. Like that was pathetic. Like they just looked like eleven men embroiled in a in a football match, but didn't really know what they were doing there or how to compete yes. in this thing. Um, they kept kicking the ball to opposition players, which is never ideal. Just losing the ball carelessly. Um, you know, the energy just wasn't there. They were conceding soft goals. Like, the first one's a, an absolute car crash defensively on that left side. The second one just about sums the night up. Like a ball it was at that point you could have packed area. your bags and headed home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could have been home for 10 o'clock. I could have been home for the news at 10. And I, I pondered them. whether I'd be dismissed of my role had I done so. Do you think? Yeah, well, or, or a very strict warning. I think you'd do well to get anybody else doing that role if they were told to watch that 90 minutes and like apply for the job. So <laughs> I reckon you might have just about get your job. But um, yeah, it was an utterly disgusting performance. Um, clearly a hangover from the um, weekend. And I, I 
claimed that it's whatever happened against Cardiff would have absolutely no bearing on the result of midweek. And I still stick by it. But that's the narrative that we'll be spouting now. Or or it was the narrative that Lowe could have easily clung to. It was an Curative. open goal for him to do so in the um, in the post-match presser, but he didn't. He spoke about psychology for large parts. He didn't really talk about anything, really, which was bizarre in itself, but no doubt we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, an utterly abject display. Nobody came out um, enhancing the reputation whatsoever. One of those games where nobody could be safe um, as a result of staying in the team. Or even staying in a job. But we know he's going to stay in a job. Because um, it would be a little bit knee-jerk were we to pot him on the basis of that. But yeah, um, a genuinely appalling night for everyone concerning North End. But these things do happen. And they happen relatively often under low as those stats were spouted on Twitter yesterday evening by those people who um, who, who literally cannot stand the manager. Yeah, I was going to dissect more of the game, but you've brought it nicely on. I think I know social media isn't an entire representation, but it's a pretty good one, I think. And I think what you saw last night is that it really doesn't take much for it to snap back to last this around this time last year. You know, there's still a large chunk there, isn't there, that aren't really loving this manager. You know, he's he's not fully convinced a lot of people yet. Yeah. Well it's bizarre. It's a bizarre situation, really. It is because, really, when you scratch beneath the surface, the job he's doing is perfectly okay, perfectly fine. I think the only tangible sort of factor that will tell you how well you're doing is to compare your wage bill with the rest of the league and then your league position. Because ultimately, the higher the wage bill, the higher you will be in the league, ultimately. Of course, there's a few sort of anomalies, but I suppose we are the technology at the moment. Like you look at the top six, um, most clubs have spent money. I know it's, it's just come up, but they've spent money. Hull have just been taken over. They've spent money. Uh, and obviously, the rest of them are just inundated with cash. But also, on the flip side of that, he's got his David Brent-style management speak, and he rules people up the wrong way by coming out and claiming that this is a really well-grouped coach. Uh, well-coached group, easy yeah. for me to say particularly easier for Ryan Lowe to say, because he literally says it every single press conference. But when results start to go against you, that's when people start to sort of step back and think, what on earth is going on here? Having said that, I can sympathise a little bit with him because there was literally nobody spouting these stats after North End won at Rovers. There would have been nobody spouting any stats had North End got over the line against Cardiff that they really ought to have done. Um, and I suppose you can't really argue with the numbers two wins in 11, but you can also, you can slightly dress it up in the fact that, you know, we came unlucky against Southampton, incredibly unlucky against Cardiff, etc, etc. So it's not quite only two wins in 11, despite it genuinely being two wins in 11. Mm. You know, there are excuses there to be had. And I don't subscribe to the view really that, you know, like this is like crisis times whatsoever, really. It was just one of those off nights, but um, yeah, it wasn't a good one and you can understand people being absolutely fuming yeah when I said bizarre I didn't mean bizarre for people feeling how they do about the manager because I totally get it no. for the reasons you've just outlined there but yeah it's strange like seventh in the table but 13 without a clean sheet two wins in 11 we were outperforming the the data earlier in the season anyway weren't we and now I and think the form in the last mess. you don't you do not mess with the data 
but yeah, I mean, the last 10, I think the form is 21st. So I think there is reason for a bit of concern. It's really weird because you've got one end and one end, like you said, with the games that we've come close in. And you just feel like Friday night, you, you need to win that game, don't you? You need to put in a much better performance. But if, if Osmaich is injured, you know, Brown's obviously not 100%. Miller's picked up an injury. Not great. Will Keane's not looked the same since he came back. I mean, it was a bizarre role he was playing last night in a number 10 position and the ball was just being boomed 60 yards every time we picked it up in, def- in defence. Frocky yeah, and Keane yeah. there, like, what on earth were we meant to do? Osmaich running himself until he got injured. Yeah, you're right. And it was a, a really odd night for like stuff like that happening. If you were to tell, if you were, at, if you were to ask Ben Whiteman to sign a contract last night, then he would have no doubt ripped it up because he ended the game in, in midfield with with Jack Watmo or Jack <laughs> Watmo, whatever you call him. Muff. I mean, he's built like a like a heavyweight boxer. He's not the type really to glide around midfield. Um, yeah, just a really chastening night, and you can of course understand people understand that people have these frustrations. Um, because on the face of it, he has been back this manager. But also, we are still sort of in their pitching for the playoff spots. So it's hard to be too downbeat, in my opinion. But yeah, like I said, the data, you don't mess with it. Although, I'll tell you who did mess with data last night. That was Middlesbrough. I'm pretty sure yesterday in the group chat, Jimmy Atkinson, who is a stat anorak, he loves his stats. I'm pretty sure he put in that Middlesbrough, have they only scored one? last night obviously only scored one goal in the first half at home before last night and they're going at 3-0 up something on those lines I think I think Jimmy put that in yeah yeah I mean that is ultimate messing with stats isn't it that's Meddling. sticking that's sticking two fingers right up the statos isn't it <laughs> um, but yeah it's just one of those nights that you need to get over quickly and Friday's a good opportunity to do so I mean, the first 15 minutes was literally like one of the most boring openings to a game you've ever seen. Nothing happened whatsoever. Neither team could do anything. And then they just hit the front out of nowhere. Because you're thinking, crikey, what's happened to this Middlesbrough team? Absolutely unbelievable last season. Lost half of that team and you're thinking, nothing special here. And then before you know it, you're 3-0 down and lucky not to be 4. I mean, Isaiah Jones could have literally scored three goals in the space of, I'm guessing, 15 minutes. Yeah. I think he just realised these are absolutely not up for this. Oh I'll just take it on myself and go wherever I want. <laughs> it's just wow. So if I, you know, the whole atmosphere was weird last night. Yeah, it was. Like the fact, in the fact that North End only took a meagre, what was it, four hundred ish. Yeah, it just appeared really bizarre for a team in the top six. Now I appreciate it's cold, November, Christmas coming up. Um, midweek on Sky, but there's, you'd, you'd expect North End to be taking more than 400 for a game two hours away. You'd imagine there's a lot really gutted they didn't make the trip over as well. Well, Christ, I bet they were sat at home tweeting furiously in the comfort of their own homes, delighted that they hadn't made the trip. But even Middlesbrough, like last year, you compare Black, last it? year when yes. we went for Gentry Day. Like it was bouncing there last year, and I appreciate obviously they were in the hunt for sort of promotion, but even still, like this is quite a big club with a massive catchment area, and like it was just flat from start to finish. There were empty seats all over the place, which isn't something we've come to expect 
when we go to Middlesbrough in recent years. So yeah, the whole atmosphere was bizarre and the game sort of matched it early, especially we were it's obviously dreadful early and dreadful for 90 minutes, to be totally honest. But even they didn't create a great deal until they did and then it was on a platter for them. Just yeah. a really bizarre night. One of the one of those nights where you won't want to um, recall in years to come because it was that that bad. That sort of night where you just completely wasted your evening and you didn't even I mean, get paddock at the end of it. You could have shook hands at half time and agreed to just blow the whistle. I think most people would have we may well have done. Yeah. We may as well have done. North End huffed slightly after the break. The um, started to move the ball with a little bit more purpose, but that only lasted sort of 10 minutes. And then yeah. after that, it was like watching a training game. I think they could have won 7 0, actually, in the end. I think they have three golden chances to score again. Obviously, you rarely see a team take every single chance to get, but could have been an yeah. even uglier scoreline that. Whereas North End, like we often talk about how they never look like scoring, they never look like creating a chance, never look like creating an opening, which is pretty diabolical when you're playing in the Championship when you're meant to be the team higher up in the league. Yeah, no real excuse for any of it. So Ryan Lowe can come out in the press and talk about how Stoke conceded four and Rotherham conceded four and how those type results lead you to mid-table. If you start losing 4-0 more often than not, you've been in League One. Simple as that. Well, that's not good enough excuse to come out and say, Ryan, that, you know, but it's all right, Rotherham conceded four. Rotherham are the lowest ways in the league. They're rubbish. Rubbish. Stoke went down to 10 men. So Yeah, it did on. take me, it took me back that remark. That's yeah. an excuse. Go but we, yeah, but Rotherham have conceded four tonight. That makes everything better. I'm not even funny, but if we're comparing ourselves to Rotherham, then we might as well give up the goals now. It just feels like they, they come around every, like maybe, might be unfair, but every couple of months, it's one of these, I think there's a stat of how many times he's conceded three and three or four. I think it's like 11 times conceded four goals in a game. And we're not scoring like three either. Like we're getting beat 4-0, 4-1. You need to just get rid of those. They're absolutely crap days. Really are. Like when, it's bad, right. when it's bad, it tends to be really bad, doesn't it? Yeah. And there were times under like Grayson where you go to those games last night and you were expecting to get beat 2-0, but it would never turn messy. But I suppose we always knew we liked Lowe that even when he came, his Plymouth team scored a lot of goals, but they conceded plenty as well. Like They conceded a lot of chances. Um, and we always got the impression when he came in that you know we might get hammered a few times here. Is it something like... Hammered having a go. Yeah. Was it like... 11 in 89 games now that we conceded four. Yeah, I think so. That's not really ideal, is it? That's all. But the flip side of that is the results away from that haven't been that bad. Yeah, there have been some good moments, haven't there? But it's it's been a bizarre era, really, hasn't it? He was loved when he first came in, then last season was really dull for a lot of it. There's been some cracking loan signings, and now he just kind of, like, we're eighth. But would the feeling be much different if we were 16th? Like, I don't think anyone's really believing we're going to stay up there at the minute. So, oh. see where we are in a month's time, maybe. I'd be really interested to see. Frockyard's a weird one, isn't it? Just, we've spent a lot of money on this guy and then you play him at, in the pocket and you just don't give him the ball to feet at all. I think he's one you need to start getting more out of, really. Yeah. It wasn't the sort of night for him. Like that. But he's hinted in the press that he hates our style of play as well, or not our yeah. well, potentially our style, but championship style. And you're never going to get well, it your own way all the time, are you? But no, I suppose he had that in Denmark, didn't he? Uh, in the fact that like he like more time on the ball, more freedom to 
express himself. And you don't get that at championship level, it's as simple as that. But that'll come with time, won't it? Like like we've spoken about in the past with Frocky or like maybe he's had Risdale spoke to you about it in the fact that like he's had tricky time in terms of like his missus hasn't been able to come over. He's a young lad coming to the UK, first time first time living abroad. Like it's all they're all excuses, but they're all valid at the same time. Um and he's one of them where yeah, maybe he doesn't quite fit into the system, but he's also shown us glimpses of what he can do. It's just about trying to get the best out of him, really. But, yeah, last night, it's not really the sort of night that you'll get that because you won't get much time on the ball away at Middlesbrough. You need energy and engines in midfield. It was just a brown night. And it's easy to say now, but because like Lowe said in the press afterwards, had we won last night, we wouldn't be questioning the selection. But, Ryan, we lost 4-0, so that is a valid question. You really ought to answer that question. I mean, what sort of thing is that to say, really? We wouldn't be questioning if we, if we won the match. No, but you just lost 4-0, Ryan. 4-0. Yeah. That was an interesting comment. What was the away end like last night? That's it. Really bad. Like like a school trip, to be honest. Singing about, we've got the ball, we've lost the ball, that shit. Um, <laughs> about how shit must Middlesbrough be? It's only 3-0. I mean, what sort of nonsense is that? That was coming as well. From the away end, it was... Um, Are these pissed-up youths, or...? I'm not entirely sure, to be totally honest. So I don't know whether they've been drinking. They look relatively youth, but they didn't look like young as in, like, kids. Like, you can excuse kids coming out with shit, but like, they look like, like late teenagers, almost. Yeah, pretty horrendous away end to be a part of last night. But the whole thing was flat, like I said earlier. Like, just yeah, a yeah. really odd away game. Uh, we got mullered. We had... You know, the whole atmosphere was flat. We didn't take a great deal, like can't get over how many we we didn't take. Just yeah, you'd have expected maybe 800. It's not far, is it? It's not like a horrible drive either, is it? But I guess it's Friday game, Christmas coming up. Are you concerned at all about Freddie? Not having a great time. He looks a confidence shot to me. Yeah, it's a really funny one because prior to the last couple of games, you'd have never really been concerned about Freddie Woodman, would you? It's quite universal that he um, said that he was having a good time. It's a good, um, a good addition sort of person who we were talking about being able to offload for like more than a million pounds even in the <laughs> summer. Um, so, to answer your question, I don't really have grave concerns, really. I think he's been pretty good for us and it would take more than a couple of games off days to uh, for me to turn on him. I always think like people say, come on, we need to take woman out the firing line now. You know, we need to give him a rest. And do what? Bring in Di Cornell? Like, do you not think that just weakens the team? I don't think it's quite time to do or die quite yet. Do or die? Brilliant. <laughs> I was actually planning a piece for the morning about selection dilemmas for Ryan Lowe ahead of QPR's trip to for a deep deal on Friday. I was thinking I was going to do a little bit on whether Freddie needs taking out, but do or die might have to be the subheading. But you've just made me think that's a lot of nonsense. I'm actually leave it. But then again, if Di Cornell is here, what is he here for if we can't bring him in when the number one's having a difficult time? But I'm sure if you ask Freddie Woodman, he'd be furious to get left out. Yeah, it'd be bizarre, wouldn't it? You, you sign one main keeper who you stick by and you sign one to sort of walk on the bench and play in case he gets injured. And Mikel Arteta's currently suffering from having two quality keepers who are relatively similar in ability. So you've got to be careful. 
But I just think you're back for any woman. If you take him out now, then what sort of message does that send to him? I think he's been a good signing for us. And I think you back him. Like, I think we should, as a fan base, get behind him. So I wouldn't even dream about playing Daikwanel on Friday night. wouldn't even enter my head. I agree. Support him. I don't think... And I'm not sure Freddie Woodman's ever been the outstanding goalkeeper some people portray him as. I think he's like a 7 out of 10 most weeks. Just okay at all aspects. A decent he's character limited on the ball, well. isn't he? Limited on the yeah. ball. But also what you say is that we've been treated to some like quality keepers in the past. Like Everson yeah. and Pickford and Rudd. Wow. Stuck Rudd. John Johnston. Um, so... Lindergaard. Christ. Chris Kirkland. Do you remember that fateful late Peterborough? But um, <laughs> no, I won't be signing Di Cornell, that's for sure. Despite his great performance at Molyneux in the League Cup previous mm. years. It was good to check the scores last night and see that Blackpool had lost at home to Northampton. Just a reminder, yeah. it could be worse. Yeah, I know. I mean, we thought that getting mullered at Middlesbrough was bad. Try losing all to Northampton. Calvin Ramsey for a first time in a Preston shirt. Yeah. Spoke earlier, didn't I, about how nobody really came out with much credit, but I thought Ramsey was pretty good. Um, he's the only one, probably, who you'd think enhanced his reputation. Because there were large parts of the sort of last couple of months where I've wondered whether this person was actually alive, Existed. whether he was actually a real being. And he is. <laughs> and he looked sad enough. Um, he did, yeah. He took the ball, didn't he? Brad Potts out of the QPR game through Suspended. suspension, then um, Ramsey will just slot in there. So there's another one of your dilemmas to take out of this article. I don't think that article's got uh, much life left in it, has it? No, Canned. Back page empty tomorrow. Potentially you could come up with a plan. You could write a uh, column. <laughs> yeah, possibly, yeah. Might write a column on how Robbie Brady should be brought in to play against <laughs> QPR on some sort of redemption arc. Is that Maybe where that... it all went wrong last night? Maybe it Maybe is. Maybe that's the column. Maybe that's the column. That drive sales. So what changes would you make for Friday? Are you bringing Brady straight back in? No, I probably wouldn't bring Brady back in. It was so tempting. Yeah. It was so tempting to say yes then. Very tempting. Um, we well, likely that Brown would come back in, wouldn't you? Maybe it's a... Maybe... It is a game for Mads, this one. So I wouldn't mind seeing Mads staying. Um, Holmes. As my age, like, yeah, Holmes goes back in. As my age, most likely won't feature. I'd see a keen start. But yeah, I'm not the one who gets paid the big bucks, am I, to uh, pick the team? But yeah, that's what I'd do. Another Keep Friday night. Possible. Potentially a weekend setter-upper or ruiner. Yeah, not nice. Not good, these no. Friday night affairs at all. What on earth does... Who on earth on a Friday night wants to spend a Friday evening watching Preston against Queen's Park Rangers? Can't imagine the viewing figures being much cop at all. Like, genuinely appalling, I imagine. Like, why would you want to watch that, really? As a neutral. But I suppose they're obliged to show a championship game on and maybe maybe Preston versus QPR was the most tasty of those contests. But I can't imagine it being so. And it just scuppers the whole weekend for everyone involved. We've been on telly a lot, really. Could do without it. Right. Mark, this will be hard. I'll be really impressed if you get this, although you do cheat, so you I don't may. Cheat, and I, ha- I haven't cheated for this week. Also, we should really apologise for Paul Hayes being no- noted as number nine. Massive error on my part, which I did realise about an hour after we finished dinner. Paul yeah. Hayes, number eight, in his glory Shady. days at Deepdale. 
and you also corrected me. I, I could have sworn that Billy Jones had, you know, produced a lovely cushioned volley into the roof of the river, Riverside Nets. But it was roof of the Riverside, it just comes, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's great, isn't it? This uh, alliteration. Yeah. You know, you could be here all day rattling <laughs> off Riverside rhymes. <laughs> uh, rhymes just didn't fit in there. But again, alliteration. Yeah. yeah, this quiz question is going to be appalling because I haven't even looked at these. And QPR at home is not the sort of games that you recall in a hurry. No, and I'm going to take you back 13 years to the 27th of March, 2010. March 2010. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't really remember this. I don't know why two, I picked two. this. There's no way. 2-2, two, two, 2010. I'm going to have a pun at... Parking and Brown. No, but you've got two too, which is impressive. You know, only twelve thousand on detail that day. The QPR probably brought about twenty fans. Twelve thousand—that's poor, isn't it? But no, it was a Billy well, Jones opener, a Callum Davidson penalty, and then Peter Ramage and Thomas Priskin have Thomas pegged Priskin. it back to two-two for QPR on his return to Deepdale. Thomas Priskin. Yes, I don't really remember him. At no, yeah, I do. I do remember QPR, but... I remember Peter yeah, Ramage at Queen's Park Rangers. Oh, yeah, Peter Ramage. I reckon if you read Queen's Park Rangers in a dictionary, then it would just say Peter Ramage. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Hill. Got to remember him at QPR. The Matt Hill. As in, we the all dream Matt of a Hill. team of Matty Hills. Yeah, he had a loan spell. Don't remember that. We had the well, great Elliot Ward in our team. Go on, rattle off our 11 there. Other than Elliot Ward, it's pretty good. Yeah, Lonigan. Lonigan Jones. Do you reckon Jones is with like a guided volley from across? I think he might have been marauded in there at the back post, arriving late. Yeah, roof at net job possibly. So it was back at Deepdale when away fans were behind the goal. Do you remember? Um, <laughs> where... <laughs> what? Well, I spoke last week about how the away fans at Middlesbrough that day were behind the goal. <laughs> I thought we were doing one of those gags where we. Repeated jokes, recycled jokes, recycling ah. Riverside gags. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't recall that game whatsoever. No, I don't. Although you can bet Davidson hit his penalty hard. Oh, you can imagine it being a real pile driver of a strike, can't you? Mm. One for the um, the bingo card people out there. Take that one off. I think that's the only one, actually. Not managed to get Denouman in. I've not got rotten in the state of Denmark. Hoisting their own petard, despite North End doing that all night in Middlesbrough last night. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got sent. I got sent uh, yesterday my rant about Tony Bellew. Who from? I, I must have a guy called Connor, and I must have said kudos eight times in the space of about eight seconds. <laughs> what, is that's that why, why I sent you? No, he said that he really enjoyed the minute of um, of me speaking. But that's why I don't listen back, because I always cringe at little phrases that I repeatedly overuse. No, I don't think it's cringy at all. As we've learned today, there's adulation at Sky Sports HQ for you on this podcast, so <laughs> keep up the good work. <laughs> oh, there's Lonergan, Jones, St. Ledger, Ward, Davidson, Wallace, Carter, Chaplow, James, Meller, Parkin. What a team. Cha- Chaplow and Carter. What a team. Not bad. Plans for the weekend. QPR Friday. Then it's my niece's birthday on Saturday. 
So she's having a party, which I will have to attend. Well, not have to attend. That's that's remiss of me to say so. But I hope I hope I'm not sort of looked upon oddly like I was the last time I went to a, a child party where I went to a swimming party and everybody in there had a child other than me. I just looked slightly suspect. But um, I'm not sure where this party's at, but I'll be in, in attendance at that. But I'm hoping to have a quiet weekend, really. Very quiet weekend. We're at Norwich next Saturday, aren't we? Which will be yeah. a quiet night at the library. Not, as Gareth King <laughs> once said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. But, um, yeah. What a quote that, that is. Norwich, that Norwich away. We're setting off at quarters of six in the morning on a train. Then what time will you be drinking from? Then, ideally not. But we'll, I, we'll I can't to... drink at that time, me. Well, I, I physically could if someone had a gun to my head, but yeah. no, it's, it doesn't go down nice at that time, does it? Are you on a train to and from Norwich or not? No, I think I'm going down the night before, and then I think we're a few of us are staying over on Saturday. Why go down in Norwich? I think we're staying in Cambridge though. Oh, quality, absolutely Good. world class. Yeah. Well, I went on route to Ipswich, didn't I? couple of weeks ago. Of course. Very good. Enjoy. You will enjoy, no doubt about it. Superb. So you don't know where your birthday party is? Could it be at a swimming baths? No. I've not been told to take my trunks, so I doubt it. <laughs> Although I might just go... I might just rock up in swimming trunks anyway, wearing nothing but my glasses and a pair of swimming trunks and see how long I last before stuck in handcuffs. I'd imagine it'd be within five minutes. Yeah, that'd be an utterly ridiculous thing to do. You're not like that, are you? <laughs> what are you trying to imply? I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to finish the episode without people going away thinking you're a complete wrongen. Wrongen. Yeah. Which wrongen. which had they got to the end of this, had they got to the day new man of this podcast, one for the bingo players, hmm. um, without coming to that conclusion, that they certainly will have done so now. Well, well. Thank you, as always, for your company. We uh, we hoped it would be a better night at Middlesbrough. It wasn't. But Friday night will be here before we know it, won't it? A rancid Riverside night. There we go. But we go again Friday. We go again Friday. Friday. Hopefully. Hopefully it is a Friday. It'd be nice, wouldn't it, just to lift the gloom? I think so, yeah. I mean, there will be people going kind of ready, won't they? We'll be ready for... 1-0 QPR, knives out. Boom. Yeah. But no, that might be unfair. I'm not sure we're quite at that toxic level yet, but we've seen that it doesn't take much to reach it. Yeah. I hope it doesn't get toxic because North End at home this season have actually been quite good. That seems to be quite proud of. Yeah. It was only the blip against West Brom. And then obviously when they walked off the pitch against Cardiff, you could be proud as well. So it would be remiss of people to rock up with anger and toxicity. Toxicity within them. Toxicity. Yeah, but this is Preston North End that we're talking about, and uh, the fan base love a moan. Righto, come on. It's time to go. It's time to say bye. It's time. Let's end while we're ahead. Hmm. Thank you for listening once again. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Preston North End Weekly. (sighs) Say, see you later. All right. See you later, guys.
the 90th minute and Peony are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.